Thank you for downloading this sermon brought to you by the preaching ministry of Liberty Baptist Church of Las Vegas, Nevada, Dr. David Tice. For more sermons in both audio and video format, we encourage you to visit experienceliberty.com. Also, for a word of encouragement, insight, and biblical inspiration, follow Pastor David Tice's blog at davidtice.com. So without further ado, let's open our hearts to the Word of God. A well-known story in the Bible. We're just going to look at some highlights from it. As we talk about this, we talk about this subject, getting involved. Getting involved. We are, uh, we are, it's summertime. It is looking like summer. It is, it's time to wear cool clothes. That's why I'm dressed the way I am tonight. It is, it's time to enjoy. Listen, uh, for years I, I went to, I was in different churches growing up, and it seemed like the summertime came along and everything just sort of, sort of fizzled out. That's not the way it is around here. We get involved in summertime. We get involved in reaching out. I like summers. I think summers are a great opportunity to reach out and touch people's lives. We yearly see dozens of young people trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior through Camp Liberty. I'm excited about what God is doing. And the, the fact of the matter is, you should be as well. There is some wonderful opportunities for you to get involved. In Acts chapter, I'm sorry, not Acts, but Luke chapter tw- uh, 8, Jesus goes across the Sea of Galilee. And he comes to the land of the Gadarenes. And you know this story. He comes, uh, he gets out of the boat, and as he gets out of the boat, there's no one around except one crazy guy. And this crazy guy is a man who's been running through the tombs naked. As far as we know, then he's coming to Jesus. He's, he's stark naked, running through the tombs, probably has some chains hanging from him because the Bible tells us at times this crazy guy was so nuts that they tried to chain him down. They tried to keep him, but he was demon-possessed. In verse 29, the Bible says, for he had commanded the unclean spirits to come out of the man. For oftentimes it had caught him and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters, and he broke the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. This guy, this demon-possessed crazy guy, uh, as Jesus gets out of the boat and starts walking towards the, towards the shore, he is he's nuts, and he comes running to where Jesus is. And the Bible tells us that he falls down and he says, don't torment us before our times. He pleads with Jesus, don't torment us. But it's not him that's pleading. It's demons that are controlling him. He says, what is your name? And they say, my name, uh, my name is Legion, for we are many. That's like 2,000 demons in one person. He's a demon-possessed man. 2,000 people, 2,000 demons are possessing this one body. He says, we are, we, we are, my name is Legion because we are many. And Jesus commands them to come out. But they say, hey, can we go into something? Well, there are some swine in the area, and they're not supposed to be in Jerusalem. Uh, they are unclean beasts. They're not supposed to be there. Jesus is about to take care of two problems, uh, with w- w- two birds with one stone. He's going to take care of two problems at once. He, they said, hey, can we just not just go out into the deep? Can we go into those pigs over there? 
Jesus said, good idea. And so he says, yeah, come out of there, go into the pigs. They go into the pigs. The pigs don't want the demons. They'd rather be dead. So they go running off a cliff and they die. Boom. Well, the, everybody that's watching this who came out and, and are seeing this take place, they are freaked out. They go back into the town. When they go back into the town, they tell the story. Everybody comes out from the town to see, what, to see what's happening. And the Bible says this. Look down in verse, in verse 35. It says, and then they went out to see what was done, and they came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departing sitting at the feet of Jesus. Now look at this. He was clothed and in his right mind. I think it's very important as we head into summer that we understand that if you're, if you are, uh, if you're, if you're not demon-possessed, if you're in your right mind, you'll be clothed as well. It's easy to get unclothed during the summertime. Uh, remember this. If you're not demon-possessed, you'll be clothed and in your right mind. And they were, and the Bible says, and they were afraid. They saw this guy acting normal. They, they, they saw this guy who they had chained. They saw this guy who was like the, the tourist attraction of that area. Uh, he's acting normal, and they're freaked out. And the Bible says they also, which saw it, told them by what means he was possessed, was healed. So they tell the story, hey, Jesus touched this guy and cast the demons out, and they went into the pigs, and the pigs uh, went over the cliff, and this guy's been acting normal ever since. When the whole multitude of the country of the Gadarenes round about besought him to depart from them, for they were taken with great fear, and he went into the ship, and he returned back. Now, this is what I want to point out to you. Verse 38 and 39. The Bible says, Now the man out of whom the devils was departed besought him, that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away. This demon-possessed guy says, I want to come with you. You're leaving. I want to leave with you. My reputation isn't so hot around here. And, uh, and you've healed me. And I am so grateful. And I want to serve with you. And I just want to go wherever you go. I want to be with you. You ever think, Lord, we've had enough. Just take me to heaven. I'd like to just go. I'd like to just be with you. There's enough trials on this earth, and we've gone through enough. Lord, I'm just wonderful. Or have you ever said, uh, even, so quick, oh, even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. Even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. I, let it just be over. Let me go. Well, this man wanted out. He wanted out of the situation. He wanted to go with Jesus. And it's a wonderful thing to want to be with Jesus. It's a wonderful thing to want to spend time with Jesus. And he said, I, he said, I just want to be with you. But Jesus said, no, can't come. You're not allowed to come. And look at what he says. In verse 39, he said, return to thine own house and show how great things God hath done unto thee. And he went his way and he published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. Father, in the next few minutes, we're just going to be talking about being involved. May we follow the lead of this man who was once demon-possessed, and you healed him and sent him back to his home. God, I pray that you might use us this summer, 
Father, where we are in the position that you have called us, God, may we see friends, the schoolmates. May we see relatives. May we see our families. May we see neighbors. May we see co-workers coming to you because we are serving where you have called us. May we each determine to get involved. May we each determine to not just hear what others are doing or come and praise for, for what's going on. May we get involved as this man got involved. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The end of the story isn't there. The end of the story is later on in Luke. The Bible tells us that Jesus comes back. Now listen, the first time Jesus got off the boat, there's one crazy man who's running uh, naked through the tombs, and he comes up naked to Jesus, and Jesus casts out the demons, and he is healed. That's one man. And everybody, when Jesus, when all, when all that happened, there were those who obviously saw it. They made the report, and man, they come back to, to, to Jesus, and they say, this freaks us out. Please leave. Leave. We don't want you here. Because they're freaked out by the power of God working in this demon-possessed man. That, however, again, is not the end of the story. The man comes to Jesus and says, can I come? He said, no, I want you to go back and tell people what God has done for you. Interesting, Jesus refers to himself as God. Go back there and tell them what God's done for you. So he does exactly what Jesus did. Several chapters later, Jesus comes back to this same area. He gets off the boat, but this time, Nate, when he gets off the boat, He's not, there's not one naked, demon-possessed guy running to him. This time, the Bible says the entire city came out to meet him, and they brought sick people, Brian, and they brought people that, that needed his touch, and they, got, they brought demon-possessed people because one man had gotten involved. Now the whole city, because he did what Jesus told him to do, one man went back into a city, a guy everybody knew was nuts, crazy, uh, lunatic, uh, demon-possessed. He goes back and says, look what God did to me. This guy wasn't a great theologian. He didn't know, point by point, the plan of salvation. He did not know how to go through the Romans' road. Romans wasn't even written. He didn't know, uh, he didn't know uh, anything except God had done something to me. God's changed my life. You know that God's changed my life. You know what God's done. You know what I was, and now you know what I am, and this is what happened, and he testified to them about Jesus. He went back where he was and, God, and got involved in what Jesus told him to get involved in, and man, there was a transformation later. That transformation, people got interested in Jesus, and Jesus came back, and boom, there was revival. Multitudes of people got saved. Multitudes of people got healed. Demons were cast out of multitudes of people because of the testimony of one man who got involved. I want to encourage you. you, you Pastor Matt just went through all the things that are going on this summer. Don't just sit back and say, wow, that's really neat that that's going on. No, get involved. Get involved in summer missions. Get involved with these guys. I, I love it when, when, when young men and young women and older men and older women come out and they say, hey, I want to go, go out with you. I want to go out door knocking. By the way, we talk about door knocking, but oftentimes when we're going out in the morning, it's just blitzing. This is easy stuff. 
This is easy stuff. What we do is we go from door to door, and we, so if, if you're a little fearful, it's okay. You go up to the door, stick it in, and run. You go up to the next door and stick it in and run, and you don't even have to talk to anybody. You just go in and get that, get that invitation. You say, is that ever effective? How many of you have ever received anything from Liberty Baptist Church on your door? Look at that. Just hold it up real high. Hold it up. It's amazing. It's amazing how week after week after week people come in to that uh, community room and talk to me with coffee with the pastor and say, oh, I, I got here because a flyer was left on my door. I walked out the back door today. I was walking out the back door, and when I was walking out the back door, there was a man in a wheelchair, and I walked out there. I said, hi. He, and he said, uh, he told me his name was Jose, and I, I, said, I said, are you looking for the door? He said, yes, someone left this on my door, and I wanted to come to church. I, I, I'm telling you, people, People are wet, ready and willing to hear truth and leaving them an invitation. In, in our culture today, people are afraid. People are afraid to breathe. People are afraid to walk out of their door. And you coming to where they are is so important. Yesterday, uh, I went to visit somebody who hadn't been in our church for at least three years. He, he, at, when COVID hit, hit, he's older and he hadn't been in church for three years. I've tried to call him several times, haven't been able to get through to him. So I th just thought I'm going to stop by his house and tell him I love him. And so I stopped by, I opened the door, or he opened the door, and he just began to cry. He said, oh, I am so glad to see you. And he brought me in, he hugged me, and, uh, uh, and I had a tray with me, and we sat down, and he talked. I, I, I said we talked to him. I didn't talk to him. He talked for 45 minutes, just sharing what was going on in his life. You know, people, people need our encouragement. I want to encourage you, get involved with summer missions. Every day this summer, you can be involved. Every day, you can, you can get involved by giving in the cash offering. I was blown away yesterday. Pastor Matt and I were talking about, uh, okay, we need to get at least... Uh, $30 a week for these kids. And we're sitting in my office, uh, these young, uh, vibrant adult men, uh, the one from Lebanon. And, uh, and uh, we need to help him with, uh, we just need to, we need to help them. And, and we need, uh, we want to get them that $30 a week. And it's got to be cash and it's not tax deductible. It's got to be given uh, in order to preserve our scholarship program uh, for them. And so uh, how are we going to do that? A man walks into the office and says, a man walks into the office and he says, oh, what are you doing? We're, I said, oh, we're just talking about what we're going to do for our summer missionaries. He said, I want to help. What can I do? I said, hey, we're trying to get $30 a week for him. How much is that? I said, well, that's at least uh, $300. He said, oh, that's all? Well, you can give for all three. He said, I want to. We said, well, that'd be like $900. He said, okay, don't worry about it. Don't take an offering. And he laughed. I thought, isn't that good? Can you say amen to that? That's God. He said, so, so, uh, so what are you going to do tonight? I'm, we're going to take a cash offering. You say, why? Because I want to give them as much as I possibly can. We want to give them as much as we possibly can. Can you say amen to that? They have voluntarily come here and uh, without any promise of anything except a scholarship back to their school, they've come here and I want to do the very best we can for them. Uh, and so just emptying out our pockets and putting uh, the whatever money, we cash money we have, we'll go, everything is going to go directly to them to just say, we love you and appreciate what you're doing here. Man, we've, had, we've been doing this summer mission program for about 25 years now. Uh, that shocks me 
because I'll, I'll talk to somebody, uh, I'll talk to an old man, like Matthew's age, and, um, and, and they will say to me, they will say, well, pastor, don't you remember? I was a summer missionary. And I thought, you can't be. That summer missionaries are young men, and, and, but, but it, we've been doing this for many, many years. And we've been able to touch the lives of many people. And through the summer missionary program, we're, we're touching the lives of multitudes of people around the country. You can sign up to bring a dinner. I don't know if are all the dinners taken for this, for this summer. There's always opportunity. Who, who said that? Was that Michael? No, that was, there's always opportunities. You can, get, you can get involved in bringing meals. And there's just all sorts of things you can do to get involved in summer missionary. So get involved with this. This is outreach. At the end of the summer, you being involved with these three guys is going to allow you to see lost people, be part of lost people getting saved. And it's a great thing. Get involved in world outreach. Listen, our missions conference is wonderful. Our missions conference is amazing. Don't miss Friday night, Saturday during the morning. Uh, don't miss any uh, Sunday morning. And don't miss tonight getting involved with Christmas in June. Sign up for that. Get involved. It's a wonderful thing to be able to, to watch the present you bought be given to, uh, to, to uh, individuals. Get involved. It's just a wonderful thing. You can be involved. Get involved in Faith Promise. Next Sunday morning, I'll be talking about Faith Promise giving in detail. You say, why do you do that every year? Because I know that every year we have new people coming in. And I can remember when I was a teenager and I heard about Faith Promise for the first time. Blew me away. Preacher gets up and he says, this is what you want to do. You want to ask God. Don't check your pocketbook. Don't check your checking account. Don't check anything. Just ask God. God, how much do you want me to give on a week-by-week basis? I thought, I'm a 17-year-old kid getting ready to go to Bible college. I don't have anything to give. But he didn't say to ask that. He said, just ask God to put a number on your heart about what you, what you should be giving you know, on a week-by-week basis to missions. And, and that began my journey into Faith Promise Missions. And it's been amazing to see what God has allowed me, and then later me and my wife, to give to missions around the world. What a wonderful thing to invest in eternity. And you, you want to get involved in that. And you'll see God do things that you just thought were impossible. You, you'll see God do things you couldn't even figure out. You, you'll see God supply for you in ways that... that that are beyond your comprehension. Get involved in, in faith promise missions. Get involved in world outreach. Uh, get involved in Christmas in June because when you do, you're getting involved in world outreach. Get involved with, with outreach on a regular basis. This summer, you're gonna be, we're going to have flyers available to invite kids to, to Camp Liberty. You're going to have tracks that are available. I, don't, I never go out of the office without my wife saying, David, have you got tracks? Have you got tracks? Have you got tracks? She wants me to stay right. I told you this morning. She wants me to stay right with God, and she knows if I have tracks in my pocket, then I'll behave myself. And so she, we, we get tracks. Get involved in outreach. Get involved in 
passing out tracts, every flyer that's available, pass them out to your community. Let people know. Invite people to come and be part of outreach. Be involved in family outreach. Three times this summer, we are on Sunday morning, this coming, uh, this coming Saturday morning, we will have family outreach. We'll have a big breakfast, uh, and you can come and just uh, eat to your heart's content. Um, Unless you eat more than me, and that's really tough. So uh, you can come and eat whatever you uh, get. Get a wonderful breakfast from 9 to 9.30. Then at 9.30, go out and, and visit. Get involved in inviting people to come and be part of this church. We're going to be doing that June 3rd. We're going to be doing that July 1st. We're going to be doing that August 5th. Get involved. Get involved. And then get involved in praise and worship. Get involved in praise and worship. This summer... Don't let the devil keep you away from, from coming to church. You know, I want to I promise you something. No matter how hot it gets in Las Vegas this summer, it will be 72 degrees in this building. Come here and praise him for air conditioning. When Pastor Matt said, what do you think about when you think about summer? I thought, I thought two words, not one, air conditioning. I think about air I'm so thankful. When we first moved back here, we couldn't afford air conditioning. When I grew up here, we didn't have air conditioning. We had swamp coolers, swamp coolers. And you say, what's a swamp cooler? Think about it, and that's what it is. Uh, you feel like you're living in a swamp. Uh, you have to, I can remember when I, when I went to bed at night, I would lay down at night and the uh, and and you'd get underneath where the fan was blowing. You get underneath the fan and and lay there and sleep, saying, "Please let me experience cool." And you would wait. You could crack your door in a swamp cooler. You have to have your door somewhat open. So if you cracked your door just right, you could feel the blow of cold, wet air, cool, wet air blowing by you. And I would stand in the door, and Mom would say, "Get out from underneath the door." And, uh, and I would stand there to feel the cool air. Uh, We didn't have that. Man, when we got air conditioning, it was just amazing to me. It was just a wonderful thing. Listen, thank, if you're thankful for air conditioning, say amen. Amen. Well, listen, come here every Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and you can enjoy, you can praise God uh, for, if you have nothing else to praise God for, praise Him for air conditioning. Let's say that together. Praise God for air conditioning. One more time, mean it. Praise God for air conditioning. Uh, You know, you need to be praying, Lord, don't let it break. Uh, Praise God for air conditioning. Invite, uh, get involved in praise and worship. Invite people to be part of what's going on here. This place is active and alive. I love going into churches that are alive, big or small. There's life here. I love sitting here. I love standing and praising the Lord, listening to the choir sing with enthusiasm uh, and, and singing the praises of God and listening to you sing the praises of God and then singing with your whole heart. Get involved in praise. Be ready to praise God. Be, be, be here and, and ready every time you have an opportunity. We have great praise services every week. And I love the fact that we're throughout the month of June, July, and August, we're going to be doing this series on the Psalms of summer. Man, right from the Word of God, you're going to hear, the, you're going to hear messages on the Psalms that the people of God sang to Him really encouraging truth. And so be part of that. Get involved in praise and then get involved in fellowship. I love the fact that we're having these snack nights. And you say, why? Because number one, I like food. 
And uh, number two, I just, it's just a wonderful thing. Now, my wife and I, frankly, are going to be traveling a lot to, to different places because we're, we're, you, you, we, we are going out representing this church and preaching in different churches across the country. So we're not going to be able to be here for all of this. We're going to be serving the Lord every Sunday in a different church doing something. But man, it would be great to be involved in pickleball. I have heard of pickleball. I have a friend that has a church in... Um, in uh, uh, Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, and they have a national pickleball uh, tournament uh, there, and they have these big pickleball courses out in back of their, their church, and uh, he, th- he says it's an amazing thing. So it's a great opportunity to be involved in pickleball, be involved in volleyball, be involved in cornhole, just enjoying one another, standing with one another, enjoying the fellowship of brothers. Look, the Bible says the early church met together for prayer, for fellowship, for the breaking of bread, and for the teaching of the apostles' doctrine. That's what they met together for. And you're going to have that here week after week after week. And I love the emphasis on fellowship. We have that opportunity after church on Sunday night because you don't have to get the kids home and get them ready to go to school. You just have that opportunity to have that fellowship. Enjoy it. Enjoy the fellowship. Don't just endure the summer. Enjoy the summer, and then get involved in discipleship. Get involved. Look, every children's program we have is designed for two, per pe- two, per- two reasons. I was going to say purposes, but, but two reasons. There, it's designed to help us see young people trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I love the fact that w- one of the Davids... Um, uh, had the opportunity to leave it, lead an eight-year-old young person to Christ this past week. What a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, I, the, Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me. We're going to see dozens of young people, at least dozens of young people, trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We want to see that. We're not just here to see young people saved. We want to see adults get saved. Yesterday I had the privilege of sitting in the home of a 73-year-old man who had just recently lost his wife and he bowed his head and trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We, we want to be involved in seeing people saved. Everything that we do this summer will be involved in seeing people saved. But then number two, discipling people. Helping people grow in Christ. When you're working with, with Bible clubs, when you're working with Camp Liberty, when you're working with any of our children's ministries, when you're working, when you're inviting people to the connection classes, when you're involved in the services of the church, you're involved in discipleship. And you might be, if you have been trained in discipleship, you should get involved in discipling others, finding a way to use the knowledge that God has given you to be, a, a, uh, be involved. Listen, the, the, the demon-possessed man had the demon cast out. He said, man, I'm so thankful. I just want to be with you. And Jesus said, no, what I want you to do. This is an inexperienced guy, you understand? This is a guy that didn't know anything except that Jesus d- delivered him from demon possession. He didn't even know what you know about the plan of salvation. He didn't know any of that. He said, said Jesus, I just want to come with you. He said, no, you go and you tell others what God has done for you. Use this summer. Don't waste the time. We don't know if we have another summer. We know we have this summer. Use every minute, every opportunity that you have this summer to get 
involved and get other people involved in the, in the life of Jesus Christ. Ministry is life. Life is ministry. Get a ministry this summer and get a life. Let's pray. Father, help us to take this truth. Help us to be involved. Help us to see lives changed this summer. I pray that not a single person that's in this room tonight will say, well, that was nice, and go away and and say, I hope it's going to be a great summer like they say. I pray, Father, that every person in this room will determine that they want to be part of making this a great summer here at Liberty Baptist Church. I pray that through us, lost people would get saved and Christians would grow. Father, I pray as you told us to pray, and Father, we pray collectively that your holy name will be manifest through us. We pray that your kingdom would come through us. We pray your will would be done through us in this earth and here in Las Vegas, just like it's done in heaven. We pray you'd give us everything that we need. Father, give these summer missionaries everything they need. Give us, as members of this church, everything that we need. Give our staff everything we need. Our, our, our teachers, our leaders, give us all that we need to do your will. Forgive us, Father, our sins, our doubts, as we forgive those that sin against us. Lord, lead us not into trials. Help us be wise about the decisions we make so that we don't enter into trials and then deliver us from satanic attack. I know that every person in here that's listening to this message is going to be tried by Satan. I pray you deliver us from him. I pray you'll deliver us from satanic attack. Protect us. We pray your kingdom and your power and your glory would be known through us. May we see you work in a powerful way. We hope that message was an encouragement to your heart. Now for weekly updates and for information about Liberty Baptist Church, be sure to follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at LBC of Las Vegas. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, God bless.